0: Hello, it's Christy Gray, your newest hype girl and astrologer. Welcome to the Cosmic Hotline. Hi babes and welcome to this week's episode of the Cosmic Hotline. And this week I had planned to answer a ton of questions for you. But when I started digging into all the amazing questions that I've received lately. I realized that today we're only gonna have time to cover off one. But as I was starting to write down some notes in preparation for today's episode, I realized how important this topic is, but also how passionate I am about it. So my question for you is, is your communication hot or what? Before we dive into this week's question, I wanted to share the original with you and it comes from Sierra. How do you use astrology to explore how people have different styles of communication? So it would go against everything that I believe in if I only viewed communication through an astrology lens. The reason being is because I am so passionate about communication, but also communication was such an important element of my entire learning and development career as an adult educator my job wasn't just to facilitate training programs in a classroom environment it also included writing training programs with the hope that i could craft something that would hit a learner's hot buttons so essentially every time you take a masterclass or you participate in a group coaching session i would hope that the person facilitating the experience for you has an objective Of what you're going to learn throughout that process and it's really clearly labeled so that you know what's in it for you but also they're able to teach you something so you walk away with something that you've gained so it's not just coming down to what they say there's so many variables when it comes to communication So, I'm going to view this question through two different lenses because you know that's how I love to roll around here. We're going to explore it first through a psychology and an NLP perspective using something that's known as communication styles. And I'm also going to introduce you to a learning styles framework. And then we're going to dive into astrology so you can start identifying. What is your communication style using your natal chart? What I want to do is tackle communication through how you express yourself and also how you learn. As in my opinion, these go hand in hand. So let's start with the traditional lens. So there's four types of communicators. There's passive communicators, aggressive communicators, passive aggressive communicators, and assertive communicators. I'm gonna take you through each of these. And the first one is passive communicators. So these are people who speak in a passive manner. They may have difficulty expressing themselves and they may even tend to give in to others. Some behaviors to look out for is inability to say no. They may even struggle to make eye contact with you and They're not necessarily assertive, they more tend to go with the flow. We then have aggressive communicators and they're on the flip side (laughs) because of the fact that they tend to dominate conversations. I always think of these people as they're like, me, me, me. Like look at me when they're communicating. Some behaviors to look out for are they tend to talk over other people. They can have quite poor listening skills and they interrupt frequently and you'll know because they can be quite critical. We then have passive aggressive communicators and they tend to appear passive on the surface, but underneath there's resentment there and that can be projected towards you in subtle ways. Some behaviors to look out for include frequent sarcasm. Their words and actions just do not align and they completely avoid or they're not able to acknowledge their emotions. And then we have assertive communicators. And in my opinion, this is how you communicate in a very healthy and effective way. Purely because the style takes other people into consideration and it also relies on you as the communicator being open and honest. Some behaviors to look out for is confident self-expression. This person will allow both people to speak in the conversation. It's very much ebb and flow and they can make great eye contact. I feel like I'm back in the training room because I used to say this all the time. But essentially, I've said this throughout my entire career. Firstly, self-awareness is key. If there's an area of communication that you need to improve, know that it's a skill. You need to look for ways to improve it. And it's something that you can continually improve, whether that's writing, speaking, teaching... just conversations with your loved ones, there's always something that we can learn about ourselves and up-level our communication, especially if you are somebody that wants to improve communication and relationships. I love the work that Esther Perel does. I think her podcast is amazing, and I would highly recommend checking her out. Now, I'm going to give you my own example of even though I've had so much experience throughout my career to communicate to sometimes hundreds of people, run training programs for weeks at a time, I still can find myself like in a tongue tie or I put myself into a situation where my communication is essentially questionable. So over the weekend, I was so lucky because Madeline from the Healthy Hustlers podcast was running a live event here on the Gold Coast and she invited me to attend so I could offer the attendees mini astrology sessions over two and a half hours i was able to connect with 17 people and offer them 10 minute mini readings when i walked in we hugged we greeted and she said to me are you okay if i like bring you up on stage and you can introduce yourself of course the leo ascendant in me was like oh my god babes totally absolutely I'm happy to talk about anything you want me to or I'm happy to share anything that's relevant but I'm being honest I have not spoken at an event and I don't even know how long I've been running so much online and even though I see clients in person at the health retreat I work out of it's not the same than standing up in front of 60 people so when she introduced me on stage what I ended up doing is rather than telling them about who I was and what I was offering on the day, I launched into who I was without actually clearly communicating what I was there to do. At the end, I flippantly said with a ton of high vibe motivation, if you're willing to stargaze with me, you can come and stargaze with me today. Like honestly, what the fuck babes, what does that even mean? I didn't share anything that gets me excited about astrology and how I use it, but I wanted to keep it real with you. It doesn't matter how great a communicator you are, uh uh-huh. You're going to be put into situations, whether it's with a loved one, a parent, a child, a work colleague, there's going to be situations where you feel out of your depth. And sure, I could give you a ton of reasons why that happened to me on that day, but the reality is it just kind of sucked. I came home and had to remind myself, giving myself a mini peep talk, that that moment doesn't define who I am and nobody probably even noticed. So now we've touched on the four different types of communication styles, I want to introduce you to a concept which is known as learning preferences or learning styles. This is also known as VAC, which is V-A-K and, and VAC stands for visual, auditory and kinesthetic. Now if you're wondering what does this all mean, don't worry I've got a great definition for you. Essentially you can take this assessment, it's 12 questions and it's going to help you to determine your preferred learning style. Fun fact, nobody has a better learning style than anybody else. I pulled this description from the website MindTools. V is for visual and a visually dominant learner absorbs and retains information better when it's presented in pictures, diagrams, and charts. A is for auditory, and an auditory dominant learner prefers listening to what is being presented. He or she responds best to voices, for example, that could be in a lecture or a group discussion, and hearing their own voice repeating something back to a tutor or a trainer can be really helpful. Kinesthetic is for K, and a kinesthetic dominant learner prefers a physical experience. So an example of this is she likes a hands-on approach and responds well to being able to touch or feel an object or any type of learning prop. As an example of this, when I used to facilitate trainings at Sephora and also throughout my career, I was essentially creating a 360 degree approach to hit all the learners' hot buttons. What this looked like was teaching through my voice, and sharing examples using analogies, which, fun fact, you may notice I still do this on the podcast today. But as I was doing this, I was backing up what I was saying with a flip chart and drawing pictures to explain just to make things even more fun. And lastly, I would be passing around the products I'm talking about so the learners could touch and feel and create this experience for them. Essentially, it becomes this multi-sensorial experience. And in my opinion, that's what great learning is all about. Now that I've got all the traditional elements out of the way, I think it's time for us to stargaze. Stuck wondering what's on the horizon well astro strategy may be the celestial edge you're looking for astrologers gain insight into what's coming up using your transits and progressions this information is then customized specifically to you and your unique natal chart And I'm not talking the repetitive information, young co star, but let's be real, it's a great place to start and it's where I started too. But there's way more insights you can access. And this is why I created my signature formula, Astro Strategy. Astro Strategy is four sessions spaced out over nine to 12 months, you choose. And at each session, we reflect on the last quarter, identifying the sticking points, what's been happening in your life, and how you've been managing your time, energy, and greatest potential all through the lens of your natal chart. Plus, we explore what's on the horizon. How can we look ahead at the most impactful and influential activations so that you can take big leaps towards your higher self? At each session, you'll walk away with an astro strategy. So think of this as your own personal horoscope and a plan in place to step into the energy of your higher self. If you want to know more, you can head to christygray.com or send me an email at hello at christygray.com for the 411. So when we're using astrology, essentially I'm taking your entire natal chart into consideration. To make it easier for this episode, we're gonna talk about the planet Mercury. But I want you to be aware if any other planets aspecting Mercury in any way. This is gonna flavor your Mercury placement. Mercury in Greek mythology is known as Hermes messenger of the gods he was also the inventor of speech and interpretation and he could travel between worlds in astrology this planet stands for our mind and intellect it's our speech our communication logic, and even meditation. I like to think that Mercury is a negotiator between the conscious and unconscious mind. Rather than take you through every single sign Mercury resides in, otherwise we'd totally be here all day and I'd be totally okay with that, I want to give you a few key points for each zodiac sign. That way, hopefully, I pique your interest and you'll want to learn more. Plus, stick around to the end because I have a few communication tips for you. Let's dive into the zodiac. And remember, we're exploring this based on your Mercury placement and not based on your sun sign. Aries. The strength of Aries, open, honest, and spontaneous communication. Their opportunity is that they can be impatient and argumentative. Taurus. Their strength is logical, practical, and very deliberate when it comes to how they communicate. Their opportunity is they can be narrow-minded, inflexible, and stubborn. Gemini. Their strength is they love a great pun. They're articulate, and I'd go as far to say as brilliant. Their opportunity is they can become hasty, rash, and distracted. Cancer's strength is they're a great storyteller, they're empathetic, and they have a good memory. The opportunity is they can be easily influenced, they're sensitive and moody. Before we dive into Leo, you might be picking up a theme here. I'm giving you something to consider like I did in last week's episode, which was episode 21. The reason being is that you always have to find your own version of balance. Because remember, everything has duality in astrology. There's a high vibe energy and a low vibe energy. So just because I'm calling out the opportunities here doesn't mean I'm trying to call you out. I'm just trying to help you to see that there's always both sides of the coin. The other thing I wanted to highlight is that Communication takes two to tango. So don't just look at where your Mercury is placed, look at your Boo or BFFs. Okay, back to the Zodiac. Leo's strength, they're motivating, creative, and very optimistic communicators. The opportunity is that they can be overbearing, they project superiority, and a little bit dramatic. Virgo's strength is their analytical, smart, and clear communicators. On the flip side, they can be narrow-minded, envious, and a bit of a nag. Libra's strength is they're friendly, charming, and very diplomatic. Their opportunity is that they can be hesitant, indecisive, and fearful, and when I say fearful, afraid of conflict. Scorpio, their strength is persistent, curious, and incredibly decisive. Their opportunity when it comes to communication is cynical, pessimistic, and they find it hard to let things go their Mercury can become a little bit obsessive. Sagittarius, their strength is optimistic, open, and very influential. Their opportunity is they can be arrogant, condescending, and superficial. Capricorn, their strength is realistic, serious, and logical. On the flip side, they can be cold, inflexible, and very unimaginative. Aquarius's strength is that they are inventive, spontaneous, and bursting with ideas. The opportunity is that they can be overly intellectual, erratic, and a little bit obnoxious. Pisces, as a strength, can be intuitive, empathetic, and understanding. On the other end of the spectrum, they can be dishonest, easily influenced, and oversensitive. Of course, as I mentioned before, it depends if you have any other planets aspecting your Mercury placement. And if you're not sure about where your Mercury is in your natal chart or you're wanting to get confirmation from me, then send me a message at hello at christygray.com or DM me on the gram either at christygray or the cosmic hotline on IG and I will point you in the right direction and give you the 411. But as promised, I have some tips for you great communication to be a great communicator you have to be able to listen I always used to say in training I know I feel like I'm a bit of a broken record today but if you're formulating your question or answer while I'm speaking you're not actually listening but you also have to actively participate in a conversation because I know some people that are incredible listeners but not great contributors. Or you might find yourself contributing all the time to fill up space because the other person isn't. Great communication involves a dance. It's very much ebb and flow. If communication with a loved one is challenging for you or maybe for them, I always recommend changing up your environment so you're both in neutral territory. Or another pro tip is eliminate distractions. Nonverbal communication skills also come into the equation. What's your body language saying? How are you responding? Are you multitasking as you're trying to have an important conversation? And the last insight I wanted to share was on empathy because I think empathy is required when it comes to being a great communicator and to have empathy, that requires emotional intelligence. I believe we're all constantly learning in this department and emotional intelligence requires things like self-awareness, social awareness, and self-management. You're here, which already tells me that you're committed And learning more about yourself to become better which is total snaps so kudos to you babes for investing in you i remember listening to a podcast once and i'm pretty sure it was brene brown that said this but she said empathy is feeling with someone not for someone oh that statement changed everything for me as a virgo sun early on in my career i wanted to fix everyone and take away everyone's pain. And baby, that is not empowerment or empathy. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and I've given you something to chew on that isn't necessarily astrological related. Use this as your celestial invitation to observe how you're currently communicating in your life and is this an opportunity to uplevel it. I'll be back next week with an expert guest takeover. Dr. Marion Piper will be coming on the podcast and she is going to be supporting us in next week's Sagittarius New Moon. And because she's the queen of asking powerful questions, not only is she going to be taking us through a tarot card spread and giving us live insights. She's also going to be sharing some powerful questions with you so that you are equipped for this lunar cycle. I obviously still have a ton of listener questions to get through. So there's going to be more listener question episodes coming to the podcast soon. Have a beautiful week. Sagittarius season is on the horizon and I cannot wait to connect with you next week. Catch you next time, babes.